Eternal Journals is a podcast brought to you by Hipsters of the Coast and Cast Haven. Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host as always, Zach Clark, and with me as always is Nathan Golia. Nate, how's it going? Good, Zach. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good weekend. Yeah, I, I uh, guess we had a, there was a Grand Prix up in New Jersey, so you're able to get up and jam some Legacy uh, around yeah, the standard players. I've played in uh, two two big Legacy events. I was going to do that whole $100 thing, and I was like, you know what? I don't know if I want to do this all day on Sunday as well, and I had work on Friday, so I just said screw it, and I'll... I'll just play it all day on Saturday, and uh, yeah, it worked out well. Uh, I went six one and one in the two over events. two. Uh, yeah, well, that's pretty good. That's pretty much the best you can do, right? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> rounds. I, mean, I lost. I only lost to Grixis Delver, which was a, a tough matchup. But I was playing the um, the push proof rug deck that we were talking about last week. Yeah. Uh, any changes or anything else? That no, happens to the deck since we talked about it before. No, just the same. Uh, just the same stuff. I should have. Uh, I, I did end up accidentally playing Guided Passage uh, as a one of because I forgot. Oh. I was messing around on Thursday and I played it and I uh, took the uh, True Nemesis out and played that and uh, definitely a mistake. But there was not a single game where I cast Guided Passage that I didn't win. That was because I was definitely already winning those games. Right. <laughs> um. So, can you talk about some of the matchups that you played against and how this deck is sort of yeah. fitting in with the with the metagame? Yeah, I'll run you through the whole gamut. Um, so, I started off the day playing against a Miracles player, and mm-hmm. um, that went pretty well. Uh, in game one, uh, I got him pretty convincingly, just the classic, you know, rug rug plan of Stifle, you know, uh, Nimble Mongoose, uh, counter your Terminus, counter your Terminus trigger, you know, that sort of thing. That worked out pretty well. In the second game, I mold to five, and I almost got him on a mold to five with a uh, with uh, null rod and winter orb. Um, I eventually Yikes. I eventually got out Jace, uh, the one of Jace's in the deck, and mm-hmm. I got up to eleven, or maybe I got up to I got up to thirteen with Jace, and then he top decked uh, and treat the angels. So what are you gonna do? I don't know, bad and treat the angels, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, uh, yeah. So uh, that that game I lost, and then the next game was just uh, I played uh, True Nemesis, and he played uh, what's it called, a uh, Snapcaster Mage, and I was a little lower on life, but I decided I was just gonna try and uh, do the math real fast, and I slammed Sulfuric Vortex. And so I started attacking in, just hoping that I would draw a creature and, and even up the race. And um, he snapped in another Snapcaster, and it st- sort of screwed my clock a little bit. But um, he had no cards left in his hand. And so I ended up top-decking Hooting Mandrels, and that pretty much turned the tide completely for me. Um, and that, that ended that, that round. I, I won uh, 2-1 against Miracles. So then the next round was Lands. Uh, and the game one, I won pretty 
quickly. Game two, uh, he ended up taking out, uh, taking me down with a top deck uh, combo. He got out his twenty twenty and killed me. Mm-hmm. And um, game three, um, he didn't bring in Crossing Grips, which I don't really know why you wouldn't bring in Crossing Grips. But game three ended uh, with a Pithy Needle on stage, a uh, Sylvan Library, a Winter Orb, and a Jason play. Um, on my end, and he was just trying to get rid of my lands, but it didn't really matter. I had just a giant amount of advantage, and we both had life from loam going. He had mana yeah. bond, so he could get rid of all my lands, but uh, he couldn't really find a way to kill me because his stage was turned off. Um, so between punishing fire and he had one, uh, what's called a mana, uh, mana rock, whatever that is, uh, mox diamond. Yeah, um, punishing fire and mox diamond. He was able to keep my Jace from killing him. And then he just finally scooped. He was just like, <laughs> I can't, I can't actually win this. Um, <laughs> then in the next round, I played Grixis Delver, uh, and uh, I got beat by Gurmog Angler. That's like the one card that this deck just does not have much game against. Um, yeah, you've got a couple dismember, and that's about it. So up to this point, we haven't seen a lot of decks. You know, in this tournament, I hadn't seen a lot of decks playing uh, Fatal Push or. Um, abrupt decay and and i was doing pretty well like lands and miracles are pretty bad matchups for rug delver but uh my sideboard's pretty well positioned against those decks and uh i just know how to play against them too so i think that helped as well um and i actually during the miracles game i cited out my mong my mongooses i cited out my uh hooting mandrels in the second game because i saw him like immediately just take four cards out of his deck um assuming <laughs> those were his swords to plowshares and so I took out uh, my uh, my mandrels, or I, sorry, in the th- third game, he saw my mandrels in the second game and put his, uh, he put his uh, swords out. And so I sided out my mandrels in, in the third game or sided them in yeah. one or the other. Anyhow, I was able to basically figure out what his sideboard plan was just by like watching him and play against against that. So he basically had at one point removal cards in his deck against a deck that you couldn't remove anything for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, normally that's a bad idea is taking out more of your threats against uh, Miracles, but I just figured I'd be on the uh, hard cast, uh, hard cast Sulfuric Vortex. Like, just make right. sure it gets on the board and and go from there. And uh, that plan worked. Uh, so, uh, so the third game, sorry, th- third match I lost to Grixis Delver. Um, and that was, that was a bit of a bummer, but I lost to uh, a local guy I know, Chris. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't really upset about that. It was, it was a tough match. I played a little sloppy and, uh, just kind of chided myself about it afterwards. I had played into a daze, uh, with the hooting mandrels where I should have just like waited a turn and like slammed it. Um, and that really got me. But, uh, the next round was a Maverick deck and I, I, Again, like decks that I shouldn't be good against, I was able to beat the Maverick deck uh, pretty easily. Actually, he was he was less a Maverick deck; he was more of a uh, Deathblade deck. Yeah. Um. And and still, Deathblade can be kind of hard because uh because of Deathrite Shaman. Um, Deathrite Shaman just messes with my graveyard a little too a little too easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't matter. I was able to I was able to uh just stifle Wasteland him out, and then he played into my Dazes and Spell Pierces. Um. I even ended up stifling a, uh, what's it called a Stoneforge Mystic, and then uh, I ended up killing Stoneforge Mystic because I was still kind of worried. And then he yeah. hard cast a, uh, 
what's called a batter skull on five the next turn. So it was obviously right for me to kill his Stoneforge Mystic. And then I dazed his stone, his uh, batter skull. So it was like great, just like everything lined up for me in that, in that match. Yeah, that's how it seems to go sometimes. We'll yeah. talk about that in a second, but uh, let's talk about your matches in the second. Uh, yeah, so that, second that netted me 400 tickets for whatever that was worth. I really had no idea what 400 tickets was going to do for me, but that was a double up event. So normally I would have gotten 200 tickets for three and one. So, so I had a bunch cool. of tickets. Uh, so we go into the next round at four, uh, the next uh, mat, uh, tournament at 4:30. Um, I play against uh, this this cat Cosmo. He's a, he's another local. Um, he's on Bug. And um, game one, he slams Leovold against me, and I had a Sylvan Library, a Brainstorm, and a Ponder in my hand, so I was like, this isn't going to go well. And, of course, uh, I had I had gotten out Grim Lavamancer, and he had turned two'd his Leovold with a Hierarch. So he attacks into me. I block with my Grim Lavamancer and shoot his Leovold, so he draws a card and goes, it's a 4-4. Four, four. So that was bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I basically just got, just scooped immediately because he put out a Jason and wanted to look at the top card of my deck. Top card of my deck was a Hooting Mandrills. Uh, so I just didn't want him to see it. I scooped immediately and went to, uh, and went to game two and he obviously didn't know to side out his removal against me in the second game. So I got a free one on him in the second game. Third game, uh, he commented that he hadn't seen any of my Delvers, but didn't really... (laughs) Didn't really know I was on a different plan yet. And so the third game was was almost the same as the first. I got out of Trinity Nemesis. He got out of Trinity Nemesis. Then I got out uh, a pair of uh, Hooting Mandrills. And he kind of just had to sit there like, I can't do anything now. Yeah. Um, so then we go into the next round. I played Bug again. Um, and I... It, it was very much the same match as, as the one before, but I didn't drop a game in that one. Um, yeah. The the bug decks don't really realize that you're pl- not playing anything for their removal to target, so they generally wind up with three or four cards left in their hand that they can't use. Uh, and they don't want to side them out because Delver of Secrets and Tarmogoyf are a real pain in the butt if you can't get them off the board. So they uh, they still assume you're on that plan, which is which is kind of a nice thing about this deck. So uh, in round three, we played uh, uh, my friend from uh, the the EE event, uh, Brandon Osborne again. Uh, mm-hmm. This time, Brandon was on Storm, uh, and and this was a pretty fun match because I hadn't played against a Storm deck for a while, so I was interested to see what was going to happen. Um, but the I I got him in two games. Spoiler, um, but the second game was was really tight. He. Uh, he duressed me, and I had to. I had to choose between uh, the fo- the force of will in my hand with another blue card or the stifle. And I decided that I would rather direct, like, have him duress the force of will and the blue card out of my hand than- and keep the stifle just in case. So he went off, uh, got to about storm eight, and cast uh, empty the warrens, and I was able to stop him from getting more than two, yeah, two right. tokens, um, which was. You know that was game that was game changing. I eventually got out hooting mandrels and, and attacked and killed him. Um, so that that went well. I, and then and that's a that's a deck that doesn't match up well against against Rug Delver, unfortunately. Um, that's the deck that I'm there to like, you know, predator against. So yeah. Um, 
Storm, Storm, uh, especially the version I'm playing right now where I have the spell snares and stuff like that in the deck. So it's slightly better against that deck. Um, then uh, the last round of the tournament, I was pretty burnt out and uh, I, I just asked my opponent if he wanted to draw and, and he did. There you go. Yeah. Man, so, I haven't asked if anyone wants to draw in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like, yeah. Normally, I don't get to ask people if they want to draw. Like, I, you know, I, I've been doing well lately, so it's kind of nice to, uh, just be like, hey, who wants to draw and get get out of here? Um, well, we should mention that uh, you played this deck. You said on Thursday, sort of in preparation. Yeah. Um and. Did you say, I think you would you like three and one on Thursday or something? No, th- so this la- that was last Thursday. I went I went three and zero. Oh. Um, this Thursday oh, okay, yeah. I went one and two. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was I remember you. So you been having some success with this deck, and uh, on Saturday here in Utah we had a win a box legacy win a box, and you know we've generally been doing pretty well with our legacy crowd, but the weekends are a little tough still. Yeah. Um, just because the weekends get a little crowded here. A lot of stuff is closed on Sundays. So on Saturdays, people don't always want to play magic. They got to do other stuff. Yeah. So I decided to bring my, my Naya deck, uh, to the win a box. I was the eighth person. So we were able to just barely fire it. Someone did Um, win a box. Someone did win a box. It was not me. Actually, they split (laughs) the box. I beat, uh, I'm just gonna go fast because I'm, I'm sort of, off this idea now i don't think it's gonna work but it was fun while it lasted sort of i just kept losing um i played against like a mud cloud post deck in round one. Oh, i actually had made some changes to the deck uh compared to what i've been playing online just because i have some different cards in paper mm-hmm. so i had two wastelands and i put tarmogoyce in okay. uh, so it was a little bit more mid-rangey uh i didn't have wild in the coddle um you know so it wasn't really zooey but it was still you know lots of guys yeah. some burn yeah, uh, I beat like a mud post deck just because I uh, was able to uh, um, sort of pounce on him a little bit. Ancient Tomb was a relevant uh, relevant factor. He had Temporal Aperture. Remember this card? I do it's remember a, Temporal Aperture, of course. It's it's a two mana artifact that's five tap Mind's Desire. Yeah. Um, so he Mind's Desire minus the storm, just just one time, yeah, right? Just one Mind's Desire. Um, he did get to activate it once, but all he got was an expedition map, so I was able to then kill him on the next turn. Yeah. Um, I also beat an Ugin. Like, he got an Ugin out and like wiped my board, but I hard cast a Gore Clan Rampager, Whoa. and his Ugin was on four. So he had to make a decision of like whether or not he could figure out a way to live another turn. I had no cards in my hand other than at this point. So he he pluses Ugin, passes back. He can't. He didn't want to use. He couldn't use his ancient tombs because otherwise the Gore Clan would kill him. Yeah. But I top deck Seal of Fire, so I was able to win just nice. barely. I think he was at five, and the thing's at four. So uh, yeah. Um, then in round two, I played against Death and Taxes, and this was really the match that got me off this deck. Like um, I'm like, this will be good. Like I've got a bunch of creatures. You know, the, his Thalia plan isn't going to do much. I've got Deathrite Shaman. You know, I've got crop rotation. I'm going to be just fine. Well, both of our games started with a, he got a vial into a mom, into a GTA, into a Sarah Avenger. Like, uh. in both and I was just like, I had no way to win against yeah. that draw. That's, so, yeah, and, and I, I'd like Zenith up a Pride Mage, eat to Swords to Plowshares. Like, he just had it in that game. That's exactly so, the stuff you want to be doing in that, in that, in that match. Yeah. So that sucked. Uh, then round three, I played against a Just Guy standstill deck. 
Um, this is basically miracles, but with standstills instead of counterbalances. Uh, he's got mentor. He's got a couple Jaces. Um, it's a cool idea. It's one I think would ever have if like there was ever a ban to counterbalance is what I think would be the premier control deck. Um, and it was good. I mean, we I, I won a game. He won a game. And then in the third game, uh, he had a lot of like just a lot of hate cards in. They didn't always help. Like he had a sulfur elemental, but it took him off his mentor plan. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, but like so he basically like suicided it into uh, when I was when I was attacking with a like a four one renegade rallyer. Yeah. Um, I was just trying to get off the table so I could put my Thalia back down and prevent him from like, at, you know, the Thalia would just tax him too much. I think you know, um, so I did that, but he just like he played a mentor, made a token, um, and then played a humility. <laughs> Uh, and so basically I had three one ones and he had three one ones cause he had like a mentor, a snapcaster mage and a token. Yeah. But then he also had a Jace. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, I can see how this, how this escalates immediately. Yeah. So it was pretty brutal. Like he just had all of his stuff, like in the right order, he was able to kill his sulfur elemental, get his mentor down, get value, you know, and like then the humility just like made it sort of impossible for me to win. I and I, the thing was like even even if I cross and gripped the humility, like he had two mentors, like a mentor and a monk, um, yeah. and Jace, like so <laughs> that wasn't happening. Yeah, it's, it's too much. That's what that's what I was doing on Saturday. But after after talking to you and because I have no self control, I built the rug deck <laughs> online. So I built like Zach will put the in the show notes and maybe we can I can send I don't have a ton of variations I just uh, I didn't I didn't feel like getting a Jace I had a slight amount of self control uh, so and I only had one dismember after the dust settled from all my uh, you know ticket swapping yeah yeah so I uh, played two Gitaxian probes in the main deck instead of the Jace and one dismember everything else was the same. Uh, and then the sideboard, uh, I mean, like Submerge is kind of like randomly expensive online. Yeah. Uh, so I played Snapback instead. Okay. Um, that's 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 a fair, you know, card that's probably also good against some other decks. Well, yeah, and the, and the thing is, like, actually, if I'm I'm gonna probably play Snapback when I play this deck uh, in paper here, just because one of the reasons I think I want it is for the Reanimator and Show and Tell decks. Yeah. 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 Um, and also, our we have a a lot of depths players and in Utah, and they all know they, none of they're they're running like one forest like they in their entire deck. Get rid of your land, right? Like, if you don't have any islands, you can't deal with your twenty twenty. Yeah, <laughs> you know? they don't have a forest; it doesn't do anything. So, yeah. snapback is also like a thing you can like you can feed a spell to a chancellor trigger and then bounce whatever's out there. Yep, uh, for free. So, I think snapback's a good card. Um, so yeah, I uh, I didn't have everything I, that you had in the sideboard, right? A couple fork bowls, a couple of elemental blasts, a couple of crows and grips, pithing needle, null rod, just you know some pretty the good rod, cards. The right? rod is seriously was an all star for me. Rod and and winter orb were were definitely two of my favorite sideboard cards. All week. Yeah, I'm probably. I feel like I'm gonna have to bring a winter orb when I play this deck in uh, in paper. I just forgot to grab one on online. I'll tell you. Luckily, like, I didn't play- the lands matchup. It's just night and day. Yeah. So I played it online, and my first match was against a bug deck, and it was funny. Like it was Bug Delver, and I know, like, so I had those probes, and I probed, and I saw you had like a fatal push and stuff, 
Uh, and I was like, aha. And I was playing like mentor or um, mongooses and tree nemesis and stuff. And then like he played a Delver and flipped it to a second fatal push. So I knew he had like two dead cards in his hand. So I was just like jamming all my stuff, stifling him, wastelanding him, bolting him, you know, and that was, that was pretty funny. I was, I was like, Oh my God, I just can't believe that everything sort of worked out like that. Um, and I was, I was texted you and I was like, well, you won't believe what just happened. Like I just, I just like turned this guy into a pretzel in two games. Like, you know, it was pretty funny. Then in the second game, in the second round, I played against Agrolome, which I think is a little bit more bad luck on his part that he just didn't have a chalice in either game. But like he, his first, um, his first turn in the first game was like wasteland me diamond diamond dark confidant. And I just like sort of calmly untapped, fetched another land, which was a volcanic, and bolted it. Uh, and then was just able to keep him off stuff for the rest of the game. Um, so I got pretty lucky he didn't draw anything brutal, you know. In the second game, uh, I was sort of like, I, I don't know if I had a force of will. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm almost sure I didn't because I was thinking, like, should I mulligan the force in case he has um chalice but i didn't want to mulligan to oblivion what was a pretty good hand if he didn't have chalice yeah his opening was bayou diamond discarding dark depths and i was like kind of clenching a little bit and then he just played a loam uh i wasted his bayou played a tormod's crypt and cleared his graveyard yeah uh and then his next land drop was the dark depths so that worked out pretty well um and then the third matchup was against uh black red reanimator um where he like revealed the chancellor played a land and passed i just fed the chancellor gataxian probe and held up days and flusterstorm on his first turn which basically was enough to win the game and uh so that was three and oh and that's that gets your entry back so uh today i just kind of like i wouldn't say i was goofing off but like my fourth round match was against nick fit and that was almost impossible <laughs> like yeah uh it was nick fit with like a wasteland and a crop rotation it was I've played Pretty brutal. Fit maybe three times, and I've lost every single time to it. Yeah, yeah. I remember it's the only deck I could beat you with when you were playing Rug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, was hard. Like, unless you yeah. unless you did something really stupid and played into a daze, like that deck's just very good against against Rug. It's like yeah. a completely fair deck. Yeah. Um, so Minus I lost the, that. The scape shift plan. Yeah. <laughs> then I was trying to squeeze a. Uh, yeah. Well, this guy's deck has like a bunch of blue cards and planeswalkers and it. it's pretty good cool deck um then in the fifth round i was trying to squeeze in around before i had a phone call for work and i did not squeeze it in so i f- i conceded uh and just got my play points back then i started another league uh today and lost to elves in the first round that was pretty pretty gross that will happen uh, yeah cavern of souls is really tough um he and in fact he even had like some horrible crazy turn where it was like tap cradle for a bunch of mana, play another cradle, tap it for mana, play cavern on beast, hard cast uh crater hoof behemoth. That's <laughs> like, disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Then I played against Eldrazi and I I also lost both those games, but I do want to talk about a play I had in the second game. So I was I, I was resolving a brainstorm. I had like a couple stifles. I kept stifling, thinking like I could maybe nab like a matter reshaper trigger or a uh, thought not seer trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have much better to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was resolving a brainstorm, and I had two stifles, and I 
was like, ah, this is kind of stupid to keep them in. Um, so I put them both on top and I played a fetch land. I was going to shuffle them away unless I was like, and it was also kind of funny because I think it was the second turn. Um, so like he had played a cavern of souls and my decision was whether or not to brainstorm or just wasteland his cavern. And I, and I swear to God, I said this to myself, well, what are the chances he has Eldrazi temple and Simeon spirit guide and thought not seer. I'll just do the brainstorm now. <laughs> well, he goes, Eldrazi Temple, Simeon Spirit Guide, Thought Not Seer. I'm like, well, what am I going to do? And I'm like thinking about what's in my hand. And he's going to get to take stuff. And I remembered that I had two stifles on top of my deck. So the Thought Not Seer resolved. I had a snapback. I snapbacked. Oh, I remember. So what I kept in after the brainstorm was a spell snare and a snapback. Um, instead of the stifles, I think those are my like last four cards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if he plays, if he plays like land chalice, I can spell snare it, and then uh, shuffle. I can shuffle the stifles away, spell snare it, and I'm drawing fresh cards. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he didn't play chalice. He did this. Of course, he had this like monstrous play. Um, so I actually, so the, the thought not seer resolves. Trigger goes on the stack. I snap back the thought not seer. So I get the draw trigger. I draw one of the stifles, fetch away the other stifle, and stifle the thought not seer trigger. Okay. With the thought not seer that was on top, with the stifle that was on top of my deck, Jeez. I thought that was a pretty neat play, yeah, and it's another, it's another point for snapback, uh, which I just yeah. kind of had because I'm kind of any better. Uh, the more you talk about, it, the more I'm thinking maybe snapback over uh, uh, submerge. Uh, generally, if your opponent is going to submerge something you you, you want to submerge something your of your opponents i should say uh you'll have cards in your hand it generally happens when uh i mean or you can just cast it for two mana right like right yeah it's also it's two mana bounce spell so it gets around chalice yeah so um, it, it doesn't snap creatures though I, I mean sorry it doesn't snap permanents though right it's just no it's just creatures that'd be too good um, yeah it would but it would be a two mana boomerang for a colorless yeah. so that seems incorrect but um Generally, like you're playing against a deck like uh, Reanimator or Show and Tell or whatever, you probably have cards in your hand. It's the fact that like you just couldn't get, uh, you know, get close enough to them to uh, in mana to to cast Submerge because they're not playing. Uh, forest, it's called yeah. Forest. So that seems like a card that's just as good as Submerge, but maybe maybe has some extra uses. Right, and I just wanted to talk about that play just because I thought it was cool, but also like we could talk a little about the deck, and I was thinking about Submerge, and I guess the real question, what it really comes down to with this deck is, you know, how serious are you going to take these other creature matchups? So like Submerge, or Submerge versus Snapback against, for example, a Tarmogoyf or a uh, Leovold is pretty miserable. Yeah. Um, but Unless Submerge isn't that Shuffling that Leovold. <laughs> if you can, you got to get them with it, of course. Yeah. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, that, and not, not that you can't get them. And it, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm trying to figure out, I have not, I've not been in that situation yet. Um, I mean, and also, I mean, like snapping back like a Gurmag Angler isn't the worst. I mean, they might, you've used their whole graveyard to get it out. So really it just comes down to those, like those sort of pseudo mirror matches where you're playing against Leovold or Tarmogoyf. Yeah. And that's where you would cast submerge. I mean, where even, you could even like hitting merge. a flip Delver is not the worst, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I think uh, I think Snapback's a cool card, and I and I it's just sort of on my radar because of the amount of Reanimator Show and Tell and Merit Lage that we have yeah. locally that doesn't play forests. 
Um, but I could definitely see. I mean, it, I could go either way. Yeah. Um, not having the second dismember also makes that like you know I I, I got to think of something. I got to think of a better of course, plan. It's yeah. Been lucky so far. <laughs> I mean, the thing about those matchups, the sneak and show matchup and the sh- the um random air matchups is you are already good against them too. So that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing to like keep in mind as far as like what I need to sideboard, but. Uh, you know, that lands deck that I was playing, he got Merit Lage out and I had no lands. He just killed all my lands. So, um, snapback would have worked where Submerge didn't. But anyway, I think the deck is, is good. Like, and it's interesting. It's just interesting how you feel different when you feel like they're all their removal is dead. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's night and day. You just like, I was telling, uh, Tim and Tim and, uh, Higby about it. I was like, this feels like when I played Magic when I was, like, a week or two ahead of the metagame. You know, like, yeah. when I was, like, 19, when, like, you know, I'd go somewhere for a big tournament and I'd go back to my local store and no one knew the new tech. That is yeah. how it feels right now to play this deck. Right, and I think, like, you know, I mean, you've played Rug Delver a lot, and I've played Grixis Delver a fair amount, and it is that sort of, like, sometimes you're like, all right, well, I'm keeping this hand with a Delver or Death Rite, and then they just kill it, and then you just draw more garbage, you know? Like, this hand's terrible now. At least I've got my threat down is not nothing, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, especially, like, on the on the draw where you can potentially get, like, Bolt Wastelanded. Yeah. And with this kind of deck, you're going to be keeping some sketchy hands just because it's a tempo deck with 18 lands and only, you know, 14 of them are relevant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Anyway, I, I'm going to give it another... I'm going to play it in paper. I'm going to try some stuff. Um, maybe I'll try to get that Jace in there and see how that goes, though. Um, you know, and not that I'm not that I'm against it. I just, you know... <laughs> I actually have had four lands in play quite a lot. And I find myself very often, like, when I've been playing it so far, just being like, take another turn and wait so that you can, like, cast this true name with Days back up or something. Yeah. Um, instead of just jamming stuff out there. Um... I've been playing a standstill on the sideboard too. I forgot that Sylvan Library exists. I have one somewhere online, but uh, I also kind of I've, I've always felt that was an intriguing like sideboard card in tempo decks like this. Yeah. Um, get your guys, get your guy down, play a standstill, and then just dare them to do something. Yeah. The one thing I'll <laughs> so. say about this is that you aren't always in the lead with this particular deck because you're not playing Delvers, but you tend to be able to get back into the lead pretty pretty easily if you could stop your opponent from like going over the top. The the, the times that standstill is going to be good for you is probably going to be more often than not. Well, yeah, it's only one, right? Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like if I'm going to tap two mana for this, like for this effect, you know, maybe I want it immediately. Like it, either way, I'm gonna. It's not as good when you're behind, but if you're behind that badly and then you're tapping two mana on your turn for a sorcery speed spell. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a t- you're in a tough position anyway, so I'm giving that a shot. I it hasn't been relevant yet. I haven't really quite found the right matchup. Um, but uh, yeah, and also like Hooting Mandrels closes real fast. I played against Elves, and I thought I was going to turn the corner before he had Cradle, Cradle, Cavern, Behemoth. Yeah. Um, but one of the reasons I thought I was going to turn the corner was that he couldn't do his tricksy stuff with. Uh, yeah, if you bounce your bounce guy, elves. you're taking four yeah. damage. You're still taking four. Yeah, yeah. I really wish that uh, that camera match was a Hooting Mandrels instead of a Nimble Mongoose. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and like, yeah, Trudy Nemesis gets around everything. Mongoose can can 
for some problematic situations and just turning off most of the removal in the format other than like swords to plowshares is just is just really good and i mean swords to plowshares you can beat with smart play i mean it only really sees play in a couple decks so um so we'll see but anyway i'm, I'm impressed with it and uh I'm, I'm i feel like we've hit on something a little that we can that we can work with yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm really interested to see how well i do at the at the uh, e event this weekend Yes, if you're listening to the podcast and you play against Zach, board out your <laughs> game two. Take out your take out your uh, casting cost oriented removal spells. Um, yeah. Uh, so I guess what else in the news this week? Uh, we had the banned and restricted uh, announcement. There were none. The, there were the non update. I'm not surprised there isn't one. But every time, just like get up as an unbanned somewhere. Yeah, just do I mean, something. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not unhappy about the format right now. I think it's fine where it is. I think the same thing with modern. I'm. I'm okay with uh with modern, where it is. Um, I think standard probably needed to have a ban, but you know they're they're going to continue to say that they care about standard and then completely ignore uh the cries of the proletariat after uh after a, a grand prix. So we'll see how that works out for them. It seems like they're trying to really push standard and then. They're just doing the wrong thing constantly. So, well, they did. They they they've put themselves in a bad position, yeah. and it's gonna. T- I mean, I don't know how many sets it's gonna take them to dig out of it. You know. Yeah, I I agree. I think that it's with standard a, at least, it's a PR issue too. You don't tell everybody that you know you screwed up because then everyone's yeah. gonna be like, yeah, these guys are all fuck ups. And every time they do that, you know, every time like there's a situation where you can be pointed out as like screwing up. That's it's going to happen. So like this is a time when people are like, hey, how could you not how could you completely ignore, uh, you know, Felidar Guardian or whatever? Like that car is dumb and unfair when combined with a Sahili Rai. And we get that you don't want to get rid of Sahili Rai because, you know, you've you've turned her into the Mickey Mouse of the set. So, you know, she's, yeah. she's got to be a face. Um, But it's it's crazy to me that, uh, you know, they've they've added more banned and restricted announcements and then didn't do anything with this first one. I expected the first one to be like, yeah, okay, we're going to set a standard for this thing. We are going to make some changes every now and again. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that you're, you're thinking them as sort of an ideal and I was thinking them realistic. I was almost certain nothing was going to happen. The one thing I was hoping for was a modern unban. Yeah, I would have liked to see, like, well, Jace started to spike up a little bit, so people were thinking that Jace might have got unbanned. I was thinking Splinter Twin or Stoneforge Mystic, just something, right? Um, So that could sort of make blue decks uh, passable. I think it's early early for Splinter Twin, but if if they did Stoneforge Mystic, I I think that that would be a bad move, but I I, I could see them doing it. Well, the best deck has... has, uh, Coligon's command in it. Yeah. Really so, true. oh, and I, and you know, I've said a bunch of times on this podcast, I don't understand how the Death Shadow deck is still good. I finally figured out how it works. <laughs> uh, it's actually now like a Traverse the Elvenwald deck. Yeah. Which is why Mishra's Bobble is like $100 or whatever. Yeah. So basically, just like it's like Turbo, um, Turbo Delirium, and then you just like just keep finding more like huge Tarmogoyfs and huge uh, Death Shadows. So now I get it. Yeah. And then the rest of the the rest of the deck is just like discard and removal. So hooray, sounds fun. <laughs> um, what else? Anything else happened this week? I don't know. Uh, 
I didn't, you know, nothing really huge happened uh, that I can recall other than the uh, band restricted list update and uh, there was a Star City and the Grand Prix, neither of which were Legacy. So, yeah. yeah. Relatively slow, slow week for Legacy, aside from the fact that we actually both played Magic this week. Right. A lot of magic. Yeah. I mean, you got a few rounds in. I got some magic online. Like 11 rounds of magic over the last like month. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, next week we'll be able to talk about your uh, experience down in Baltimore, assuming you get there. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming the, the snow. snow doesn't just destroy us. It is currently 70 degrees here in Utah, and I, but I am looking at snow on the mountains. So it's kind of funny how that works out. <laughs> yeah. You can believe it. So anyway. So I guess until next week. Yep, I guess I'll see you next week. Where does he get those wonderful toys?